Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on MyNorthwest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed and, uh, of course, the venerable TheOutdoorLine.com with blogs, videos, and so very, very much more. Good morning, Joey Pyburn. Uh, d- I- don't talk to me right now. Okay. I'm previewing this 200 gun auction from okay. James G. Murphy. There's some pretty cool <laughs> stuff here. This is that's not that's not helping the gun the gun uh, safe these days. That no. is that is that's definitely uh, gonna. And I actually uh, picked uh, picked that 1022 up that I got in the last one. And we yeah. we may have ran a few <laughs> we, few we, 22 <laughs> shells through yeah, it we, allegedly. Yes. allegedly. Yeah, no question about it. Well, welcome to the number three riversmarine.com studio this morning. And uh, next week we're going to be rolling the uh, the mobile studio on down to uh, on down to Bowie Ten. Yes, we get one more day uh, on Puget Sound. Maybe maybe tomorrow morning. We'll we'll see. We'll you know. And, and then uh, and then we'll get Monday. And then uh, the boat's going on the trailer, and it's uh, going to head on down to Astoria. The trailer right now is at the Marysville Les Schwab's right now for just a final little bearing little check. tune up. Well, it's dude. That's a lot of boat going a lot of miles, and and uh, you know it's it was funny because there's there was a couple other trailers there too. But dude, that is just a smart thing to do. I mean, I would much rather look your your trailer is is going at some point either to make that maintenance decision for you or you can make that decision. Absolutely. So, but anyway, but dude, what a fun week we wrapped up uh, Marine Area Nine. Uh, actually, had Dory Monson on the boat for the last day. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and listen, we we've had some phenomenal fishing. We have, and and I wanted nothing more than to wear Dory out. <laughs> um, and we had uh, we had a little bit of a, a struggle. It was, it was a tougher day, you know, for and, sure. And everybody that day, you know, yeah. we had my uncle Ray was out there, and and he was on the on the grounds before us, and I talked to him, and he goes, I don't know, it's, yeah, it's a different day, and um, a different tide set. And, and Dory brought his friend Matt Gilbert, and. We hooked one fish. We hooked two fish. You hooked we a did. fish, and, yep. and Dory it, it came off. And uh, the second fish we hooked, I Matt noticed, just happened to notice be. Notice I didn't yell at Dory when he lost that fish. <clears throat> well, Dory did. It, Dory <laughs> did a great job. He, there was nothing to yell about. Um, that fish just came unbuttoned. But we hooked the second fish, and Matt just happened to be right yeah. behind me. And I hand the rod to Matt. He landed his first chinook, and that was awesome. And then it was extremely slow for a couple hours, and I was thinking the whole time, I'm just staring at my yeah. sounder and my, more, my rod baby. tip, and I'm One like, more. we cannot <laughs> skunk Dory Monson. <laughs> and, and we pulled it out. We, we, we made a decision to make a move, and, yeah. and, it, and it panned out. And then, and then it did the last ebb, and the, and the last part of that ebb did fish. Our, our, good, did. Friend, our good friend Ray Gombiski of J.G. Murphy Ended up he had his he had his sons on board and they ended up getting their fish too. Yep. And but it was a later deal and we couldn't stay because we had to run through run through the crab and that, here. That's so, pretty so typical up there. It you, is. You know that oh, for sure. that's gonna yeah. it just sets up a little later in the ebb and and we couldn't stay and and it just was when we got over to mid channel and I looked at my screen, I don't think I've seen a, a cleaner screen all season and I was just like oh no and Dude. I I just stood on I. I stopped looking at the screen and I just stood on my rigger and kept dropping it down, bounce, bounce, bounce the bottom, bring it up three inches, 
bounce, 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 bring it up. Didn't look at the screen. Yeah. Just stayed focused and knew that the only way we were going to get one is just running the program we've yeah. done over yeah. and over and over this season. And I, I didn't even – I just saw like a trout bite, just a dink. Yeah. And I, I was so jazzed to get Doria fish. I popped that thing off, and as soon as I popped it off the rigger and it was peeling line, I was like, Dory! <laughs> and then we landed like a – you know, Dory did a great He's, job, and we put a 15-pound Chinook in the boat. And and now, you know, we we left the door open because Brock Heward's in town, you know, for, for some family stuff, and he's going to jump on board on Monday with his son Titus, and, and uh, I kind of let Dory know that. And, and okay, well, I'll take Monday off and come with you. So this is like – He's never taken like two days off of his show, so he's going to join us um, next hour, and it's it's going to be interesting because he's he's definitely developing a fishing problem, and we're definitely not helping. <laughs> no, no, we we promote as yeah, much we, as we can. Yeah, exactly. We want we want to bring yeah. new, new people into the sport, especially especially new old people. Uh, so uh, and and then uh, our good friend Todd Riverdog Daniels has been down on the Cowlitz River quietly putting the wood to the sunburned steelhead down. Well, and another example of a, a, a solid ocean producing yes. some really healthy steelhead and and a lot of steelhead. The, the cow, I mean, Todd, I talked to him last night and he was like, man, this is one of the best seasons I've seen in, yeah. I don't know, I it's been quite a few years. Like, there's a lot of steelhead around. Uh, I, I also have a bunch of buddies who've been down there. You, you don't hear, they don't. You don't no, see no. or hear from your buddies who are down there on the cowlitch. They don't like to talk about it. And I get it. Um, but guys have been going down there and getting, getting their limits consistently on it, steelhead. It, when, when, when you talk to fishermen quite, quite, quite often, you got to kind of reverse engineer the conversation, right? <laughs> so if somebody's calling you, Hey Nelly, how you doing? What's your, what's your deal? You know, they're not catching anything. Uh-huh. Right. But when they go quiet, find out where they are. Oh yeah. Right. When, when because, my, when my friends go quiet, I start yeah. blowing them up. Yes. Hey. And, Hey, or yeah. I start. I'll start calling other guys and be yeah. like, "Hey, what is is Todd down there? <laughs> you seen Todd on the couch? Oh yeah, he's there every day. Yeah. We see him every day. Dirty, rotten fishermen. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they they go quiet, but we've been known to. We that. will. Maybe. We I will Maybe. find you though. Yeah, yeah we'll oh, we'll find you. Oh, yeah. uh, I tell you what, uh, a whole bunch of people are finding themselves on on Area Eleven today. That that reopened last week. Um, you know, given a, given some opportunities to, uh, you know, our beloved area nine, it, it closed down on Thursday. We were hoping to get one more day out of that and probably could have, but you know, that, that is that, uh, Marine area seven also will, will not be open for a couple more weeks. It's commercial fishing only in, in the San Juans until the 15th, uh, excuse me, or the, or the 16th. And that time, um, East, excuse me, the East Straits area six will open up as well for coho. Now and area nine's open for coho right now. And you actually popped a dandy coho last week too and i mean we we posted a picture of that coho next to one of our chinook and dude <laughs> it, it, honestly if that is a scene from coming attractions if if that if we're seeing double digit weight coho in august i'm telling you man that the edmonds coho derby and the Everett coho derby may be very very special events indeed come september because what what a lot of people can't really grasp is that coho will double their body size in their last five months Mm-hmm. of life and and it's and and so that that same coho that that you know is, is pushing the 10 pound mark right now could be 12 or 13 come derby time Easy. And, and with the Easy. amount of feed we're seeing in the sound right now dude it's and it's, listen i i love catching chinook i do too um, because do too. you you have the chance of tying into a you know 18 20 25 30 pound fish sure but i i will be very excited about coho fishing if we're out there and we're catching 10 to 15 pound coho 
there's nothing like and you got they are you got three or four they people, are you got three or four lightning. people on the boat and it's and it's limit fishing yeah and that's what I really think we're going to see and I going think to so have. too and, and uh, so it's going to be a very special very special August around I, here I've for been sure. hearing of some ocean coho I talked to John Martinez the other night um, he's caught a couple ocean coho yep, down fishing in down in ten yep. he's been living down there doing very well um, but yeah you're we're hearing about more and more and we were seeing there were a lot of coho on the on the Raymarine when we were up there. And they just it's so obvious they light up. I mean, we're we're watching we're watching Chinook in the dirt. Yeah. You know, and targeting them just exclusively. And and by the way, are are you are you getting over the fact you lost your favorite downrigger ball this week? Right? I don't really want to talk yeah, about okay. it. Okay, we'll we'll let that go. Yeah. Um but but so you know, we're watching these Chinook down in the dirt and then, you know, you see these schools coming by in the middle of the water column and and, and what a lot of people fail to visualize is that Underneath your boat, you have this transducer, and and right underneath the boat, that transducer signal is only about a transducer wide. That's it. Very narrow. Very narrow. And so you could have fish next to you, literally 10 feet off to the side of your boat and, and 30, 40 feet down, and you will not see them. So when you're marking fish up in the upper water column, you have to infer to yourself like, huh, okay, because you're, you're, you're sampling such a small area at that 30, 40 foot mark that, man, if they're, they're, they're right underneath your boat, here they are. Well, they're also going to be the left of you. They're also going to be the right of you. They're also going to be, you yeah, know, there, there's, and, and when there's a lot more than what you're seeing, we're consistently seeing those, Schools. those coho marks and it's like five or six of them. Yep. And we're seeing them in that 50 to 30 to 50. Yep. Guess what? There, there are a lot of coho at 30 to 50. We're just not down there. And, and I caught that coho in the dirt. Yeah banging banging the bottom for Chinook. Don't think Coho aren't down there too. That's true. They're, they're down there, but but when you're seeing all those marks at 30 to 50, all you got to do is throw on a hoochie, yep. shorten up your leader, get up in that zone and you are going to catch Coho. You know, and the other thing we started doing too is is we started running a shotgun rod later this week. Yeah. Or, or, you know, early, excuse me, earlier this week. And so we'll usually stick an eight or a ten. I got a perfect round ten that I stole off the boat from uh, Peregrine Lodge, mm-hmm. right on, on on a Canadian moocher, and we we stuck that you know snuck that thing out and just you you're not going to get deep with a shotgun rod. You're not. So don't put it fifty feet behind the boat. It's not going to do you any good. It's just going to take longer to reel in when you get another fish on. So I have uh, I I will I will put a top shot. I'll put high vis on an Islander. Okay. And, and then two rod links off that top shot. I just got a piece of clear. So then if you just put the high vis just in the water, now you know you got 20 feet of line under the surface and a 10 ounce. That's all you need. Okay. You don't, you're not trying to achieve any great depth with that rod because you're not going to get there with a sinker. Okay? You're, you're and, just and, searching for that, yes. that one and big cruiser that's up bingo. in the upper water column. And, and if you're up under the surface like that, you don't think that fish is going to go up and see the boat disturbance. And then here's a then here's a cut plug behind the boat. Dude, though they will believe me, they can swim. They can cover. They can come up in the water column really, really fast. Well, and and the, if you look out there when you're bringing your downrigger up the next time, guys, look down and see how deep. Where can you see it? Right. Um, I like we have those big glow 18, so I can look down and just see like okay, wow, I can see 20 feet down. Or I can see sixteen feet down, sure. or whatever. Those Chinook, if you're, if that twinkly little cut plug is, if you got twenty feet in with the angle, you might be in the twelve, sure, twelve feet yeah. deep, fifteen feet deep, maybe. 
they're seeing, they're down at 30 feet. They're seeing that disturbance up there and they're coming up to look at it. And those, the biggest Chinook are in the upper water column for sure. cruising. For sure. And we got blown up. Yeah. We got blown it's up. So much fun to watch that, that shotgun. Yeah. It blazed. And, and so, and, and really we had it down because we were thinking a coho would grab it and a Chinook grabbed it, you yeah. know, cut plug on a sinker mm-hmm. and, and just so much fun. So now, like I said, we got a couple more days. And then the boat's going down to buoy 10 where we get it, take the downriggers off the boat and watch these Columbia River bruisers try to break our rods. And it is just, I can't wait for that first just freaking full bend explosive when, mushroom when it's like horrifying. And it's trip. hard to get it yeah, out of the rod holder, you know, because it's just pinned. <laughs> and, and so I talked to Austin <laughs> Mosier yesterday and um, we'll get into this a little bit later, but heard of some really really big chinook yeah like, pushing that 35 pound range mm-hmm. down there and 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 we're and don't don't be amazed if you hear 40 don't be amazed if you hear somebody that that's getting a 50 this year yeah because this is this is going to be a big fish year and, and it's already kind of manifesting manifesting itself but my old my old buddy sam gage got a honest to god 30 pounder off of Westport not too long ago, and we've heard of some other. Well, Matt Jacoby got one right here in the Puget Sound, a 34-pounder. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, cranker. Yeah. Cranker. And this is the time of year. August is August is that big, big fish, fish time of year when, when those Chinook that are staying out for one more big bite in the ocean, and they come cruising on in, man, it's it's going to be an interesting. Area 10 is going to produce some big ones. I think we're going to see some in the, in the Bellingham Bay Derby. I bet in today's South King County Puget Sound Derby, it's it's going to take a 24, 25 pounder to win that event. I I just bet, okay. And I hope, I, dude, I hope it's a thirty, mm-hmm. but I know it's going to be a fish in the twenties. Going to take that event. Uh, also going on out on the coast, you've got a great tuna bite going. Today's Washington Tuna Classic is going to is going to provide a lot of information with regard to how far offshore. And you're actually going straight down to Westport after the show. And, uh, I am. I'm running out there to pick up a couple cases of anchovies, guys, which have not been around. So we'll yeah. have anchovies out there for you guys. I I checked in with Mark Coleman yesterday. Pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, he's jacked up. You know, last year was a very tough tuna year. Uh, he's been running out. He's seeing some jumpers in that 25 mile range, not stopping on them because they're pushing out to about 35 and or even 45 at times to get get right on the good bite. But they're getting on the troll. He said. You get a single, a double, or a triple on the troll. You stop the boat, go to a bait stop. They're picking up 10 or 15 on the bait stop, back on the troll. And he said, it's just, you know, he, talking to Mark about tuning. And the guy does it all the time, and he's still just shot out of a cannon excited. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, dude. Well, you, so you good, know, I good mean. Good stuff. And, it and is. with the tuna classic going on, it's just, it's cool that there's some tuna out there. I, I mean, I love July. I hate to see July go. Mm-hmm. And, and now you step out the door, and you kind of. Get that first feel of fall. I mean, it's in yeah. the fifties now in the mornings, and 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 so, but still, it's it's you know it's okay. It's 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 going to be fine. We've got a lot to do in August. So I'll tell you what, we're going to pop out of here. Uh, load up that text toy this morning. That's uh, 206-421-3776. Hit the reverse chime hotline eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. Give us ninety seconds. We're going to be right back here in the outdoor line, Seattle Sports Station seven ten, the Seattle Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 in the Seattle Sports app. Joey Piper and joining me, Matt Nelson, running the board. I'm Tom Nelson. Thanks for tuning in this morning. We, we sincerely appreciate you listening to the number three, riversmarine.com studio. And uh, 
So uh, I tell you what, uh, 206-421-3776, powered by Yamaha Outboards. That is the text toy. Hey, guys, do you have a good place for a beginner to fish? We don't have a bunch of gear, just a rod and a reel. Oh, do we? I mean, it's we we love hearing and 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 about folks that want to get into it, want to try, and it all depends on what you want to do. There's a bunch of lakes right now, but with with the temperatures doing what they're doing, man, and 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 all the all the salmon we got coming in, I would recommend you know getting out to saltwater. If you can get to Point No Point, great. If you can get to Seacrest Pier down here in Seattle, great. Elliott Bay opened up yes uh, on Friday, and there was some fish caught in Elliott Bay, and and but with all the coho we got coming in. This is a great opportunity for folks to to get on the beach. Now, the east side of Whidbey Island, absolutely a stellar place to work the beach. Yeah, and, and we, our buddy uh, John Titus, they have a place up there, and, and so his boys have been up there with grandma and grandpa fishing off the beach, and I'm getting pictures daily of these little dudes catching coho and chinook right off the beach. And and I think we, we're running up with Dory uh, just inside Bush Point. I think I counted eight or nine guys yeah. lined up on the beach. So, so there's a lot of really good beach fishing going on right now with the numbers of fish around. Yeah. This is when you really want to get out and, and learn because it's hard to learn when there's not a lot of fish. Yeah. But when there's good numbers of fish, like all these guys who bought boats, these new boaters, when these coho come rolling in, you're going to learn some stuff because yeah, you you're are. not necessarily going to have to do everything correctly to catch a fish. And that's what's cool about coho. Yes. Is, is they bite in the weirdest spots, doing the weirdest things, and they will run the beach. There's no question. If you're over here in the Puget Sound area, I, I, I mean, you know, you, you can get, you can walk out to Alki Point and mess around with them. You can you can get down to, you know, the Fauntleroy area, that whole area down there. There's, but, but you know, up in the North Sound, Elliott Point, okay, which is, which is Muckleteo, essentially. All the, Kayak Point, a little bit later when, when those coho start, start pushing into Port Susan. You know, there's there's all kinds of areas to get it done. Now, off the beach on the east side, are are were, were you talking herring underneath a float? Is it a buzz bomb drill? What's the program? I think they're mostly pitching buzz bombs. Yeah. Um, but as we get more coho in here, the the whole cup plug under a float yeah. thing is pretty cool because then you're then you actually get to watch that float. You know, that's a that's a great way to really hook people. You know, a lot of I started out fishing for trout or panfish in some of the local lakes. And you throw you throw a worm out there under a little bobber and you know the those bluegill come and grab it and pretty soon your bobber's headed for the lily pads. And it's the visual thing and yes. the rod and hand yes. thing. And and that can be really effective for coho. Cut plug under a float and you got good tie you know, this not, you fish the ebb or the flood, so you got movement and, and it that that float is cruising along and it's towing that cut plug and it just twinkles and those coho will slam it and your float disappears and then it is off to the races. So go get a Bomac float, okay? Mm-hmm. And help me out. What's a what 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 model am I talking here? Um well you you're, you're going to run basically the what, slip float. The, the sl- yeah, the slider yeah. and you're going to run a bobber stop on yes. it. That way you're able to throw it out and you'll you'll be able to adjust your depth. So run that bobber stop up to about 10 feet, right? Yes. And then you're going to go down to probably a, I would do a half an ounce sinker. Yes. Uh, and, and a keel sinker if yes. you got it. Yeah. And then, you know, you're not going to be able to run a, a very long leader, but you don't need to. You don't need to. You can run a, a four foot leader to a cut plug. And then when you cast it out, that float is going to allow that sinker and the cut plug to sink down. And then 
you're going to be able to adjust yep. just like we do with our downriggers. You you're going to be able to find that water that, you know, that level where the fish are at. So look for an orange label. It's a Bomac drift float. Okay. Or the super slip float. But the cool thing about the kit with the drift float is it comes with the bobber stops. And that's, that's a key part of your game because again, that float slides down. So it's easy to cast. And once you cast it, your offering is going to drop down. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and then what you can do is you can, you can reel a yes. little bit, which will raise, you know, that, that lead will start climbing towards the float and you want to get the, get the bigger yeah, of the floats. There's sure. a bunch of different sizes. Get the bigger one. That's going to be your, you know, that's going to be your tensioner to get that lead up. And then you're going to be able to reel and that cut plug is going to go up and then flip the bail, let slack and it will drop again. I mean, that's, and this, that is coho 101. This is a ball game that is best deployed with a spinner Spinning. reel filled with, yes. filled with braid, right? Yes. Now, the even simpler part of the part of the program is the buzz bomb that we talked about. Now, if you go look for a buzz bomb and you've never seen them before, think of two triangles back to back that are really, really elongate. Okay. So it's a, a, sh- a really angular lure that's flat and you toss it out and it flutters on down. Okay. And, and you, you thread it on your line too. And then you want to use a little bead under it. There's a black little round stop under it. And that thing will flutter down and to the bottom, and you got to lift the rod, and you you crank as you drop. Lift the rod, crank as you drop, and work it back to you, and it's in its zigzag motion up and down a water column until it stops and starts running away from yeah. you. Buzz bombs are a gas, they're and they're super so much, easy. If yes. you're if you're gonna go out there and fish off the beach, I would have two rods set up. I would have a setup with a float and cut plug, and then I would have a buzz bomb <laughs> Absolutely. rod, and I would just yes. switch back and forth yeah. and find out what's working. I'd have I'd get every color of buzz bomb that they make and, and I, in, in different sizes too. Uh, the little tiny ones are going to give you a slower presentation yep. in the water. They're going to drop s- slower and then the bigger ones are going to go quicker. Sometimes that's going to be the key is. So, so if you're looking for a place in Puget Sound to fish from the bank, you want to think about prominent points. Mm-hmm. So look at a map of Puget Sound or wherever you are, look for a prominent point that you use. Generally there's a state park. Or some access, or a boat launch, or something. Fort Casey, get, yes. Bush Point, yep. Lagoon Point. Um, we see the guys over at Marrowstone. No point. You already yep. said no point. Yep. So you know all those, all just any prominent point. 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 point, point get point, on a point. Go find a point. And yeah, no, yeah. No tell them point. Yeah. yeah. Finger, no point. finger point. Yes, yes, exactly. All right. Somebody that uh, again, you know, when your friends go quiet, you know they're catching fish. Todd Daniels went quiet. He's quiet no more. Todd Riverdog Daniels, Tall Tales Guide Service, joining us next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI Shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. Welcome to the Tech Line here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Well, you know, like we said, you know, when, when, when people are calling us, they know they're kind of looking for the fish. When people go quiet, they know they're on the fish. This next guest of ours was quiet, and he's now quiet no more. He is Todd Riverdog Daniels of TallTalesGuideService.com. Good morning, Riverdog Daniels. What is up, buddy? <laughs> Good morning, fellas. How are you in the studio this morning? Doing well, man. Um, where do we find you this morning, Todd? We are on the Calus River chasing steelhead, and we just put another one in the boat about 15 seconds ago. Uh <laughs> So, and, uh, yeah, these fish are hot, they're pissed, and they're aggressive, and there's 
definitely plenty of them this year. It's uh, It's been a good year down here, man. It really has. It, this thing got going, shoot, in June over here, and it's still going. It's still going strong. And usually come you know, August, guys have salmon on the brain. I don't want to mention anybody else in the studio right now that does that. But, uh, um, no, there's a lot of people down here right now, um, you know, this upper stretch here, there's, you know, 30, 40 boats out here, but, you know, there's, there's nets flying. Um, yeah, and it's been fun. The cool thing is about, uh, you know, the summer and steelhead guys is they're super aggressive. Oh, man. Um, you know, you just, you, you know, through, you know, this is a good time here to experiment on with, with something that you haven't tried before because you're going to find out pretty quick if it works or not, you know what I mean? They're, um, they're an absolute bolt of lightning on an ultralight rod. And, and and they oh spend God. they spend almost as much time in the air as as they do you know down ripping line off your reel. So are, I mean, is it the ten and a half, nine and a half, nine and a half footers and 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 spin yep. a reel program? And and what's your terminal tackle? Tell us about the and, yep, and your yep. free, free drifting gear, basically. I'm assuming uh, we're bobber dogging. Bobber dogging, uh, this, all right? This, yeah. So this bobber dogging thing, you know, over the last you know four or five years is just absolutely taken off. You know, pretty much everywhere. Um, heck, even for salmon in the rivers now, too. But, uh, um, no, we have uh, our bobber dogging, you know, so we'll have, you know, 10, 12 foot on your slip on your, your bobber down to – we're running eggs today ourselves. Uh, a lot of guys run coon shrimp, and it all, it all works. Uh, the, the advantage of the bobbers is you get to fish a particular line, and you can keep your bobber in that spot longer, you know, whether it be, you know, reel in a couple cranks or open your bale and dump a little bit of line, things like that. And it's just more effective and – the best part is you just don't lose nearly as much gear. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Years past down here, when I used to go through 100 liters a day, my uh, fingertips were sore from tying yeah, liters up. And brutal. we went from, you know, 7,500 liters a day down to, you know, five. Yeah, and who so, wants to leave that quantity of gear in the creek? I mean, nobody wants that. Oh, 100%. Right? Yeah, 100%. So well, it's win-win, and it's more effective. So. Yeah. yeah and no, the evolution of fishing is it's, it's, it's all that gear in the river just leads to more gear getting yeah. hooked up and Bingo. broken off. And, and the bobber dogging thing is nice for folks who necessarily don't get out and fish that much because you're not going to lose the gear, but you you can also kind of tell them like, okay, reel it five feet this way or no, reset, cast it out, get it further out into the middle of the river or closer <laughs> to the bank. You know, it, it makes it pretty easy to kind of watch what's happening on the boat. I know you're laughing because... You know. I'm laughing because I literally said that exact same thing all morning. My clients yeah. look at me right now, like nodding their head. Yes, <laughs> 100%, Joey. And it sounds like so. these fish are nice. I mean, I've seen a bunch of the pictures, some really nice, big summer runs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're all, you know, six to eight, eight pounds, six to nine pounds. And, and every day you're going to get, you know, one or two that's, you know, 10 plus. Yeah. Um, and like you said, you know, you set the hook, and the first thing you do is come flying out of the water. We've already had one, I think, that we, when we set the hook, and we were looking up at it before it, uh, we realized it was on, you know, out of the water, tail walking. Oh, my gosh, it's, it's so much fun. You know, <laughs> jokingly, I was like, I almost don't like them sometimes. They fight so stinking hard. It's like, they don't, they don't stop. <laughs> you know, you get them up to the boat, and you make eye contact with them, and they're like, no, nah, we're, we're done with you. And then they rip off, you know. 50, 75 feet in line, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, um, no, it, it is so much fun. Well, they tug, they, they can tug like a Chinook and run like a Chinook, and then they get next to the boat and they do weird coho figure eight stuff, and then they're off again. It, it's hilarious. They, yep. they definitely are a yep. challenge, the boat. But um, I, I know yep. that you are probably coming to the end of your cowlitz days 
with increasing numbers coming into the Columbia River, I, I'm guessing you're headed for the low end of the Big Creek, Todd. Uh, that is correct, yes. Yeah. So we'll be here for about another week, not because there's not fish here, if anybody wants to come down. There'll be you know, ample opportunities right on through August for the steelhead here. Uh, but me, yeah, personally, we got uh, big schnook on our, on our mind, and uh, you know, I'm chomping at the bit to get down to the Columbia here. Um, you know, the good news, as you guys are, are aware of, they're already starting to push in and push up river. You know, buoy 10 guys over the last few days, you know, starting to get some fish and uh, the friends and buddies and whatnot that are, uh, you know, fishing upriver from them, you know, going up towards, uh, you know, the Cowlitz and, and the Lewis and stuff are already getting fish up there. So, you know, I got pictures this morning already of uh, <laughs> that's one really nice upriver break. Um, so that's a really good sign of things to come. This run, is, you know, as you guys know, is just getting going. So. Yeah, so we're going to put all these spinning rods away and grab the, uh, um, the the Columbia River stuff and grab your pro trolls and spinners and and uh, you know let's and, go. And that's so kind of that's kind of your program down there is pro trolls and spinners, right? I mean, you're not running yeah. a lot of bait. It's it's the spinner program. No, no, no. The, yeah, the spinners, the the new spin fish and things like that. That stuff is just it's taken off and and I don't know. You guys have done that before, but you know, there's something special about trolling and you know, 30, 40 feet of water, you know, with uh, 30 feet on your line counter and have a 25-pound schnook come up and smash a spinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your rod takedowns are, you know, cataclysmic. It's, it's, it's the reason we do it. Yeah, I mean, for we, sure. We're, yeah. Nellie and I are, we're ready to take the downriggers off the boat and we're ready to go yeah. down there and, and watch these schnook smash you know, we're yeah. going to be probably, I'm going to be running cut plug down there. We have some spinners. Matt, oh, we our, do. our buddy we Matt do. Chandler's, he's got a roll of spinners he made for us because we're, we're not exactly professional spinner fishermen. <laughs> but um, I, I'm ready, man, to get down there and see that. And, and for folks who have not done it, uh, it is one of the most exciting things you can do on the water is to watch, a, a like you said, Todd, a, a 15 to 25 or 30 pound Chinook smash a spinner or a cut plug and there's no downrigger, there's no nothing. And then it is complete chaos. Oh yeah. We had one last year right at the end of the season there. And uh, that thing on the line counter took off 325 feet of line <laughs> and there was oh, nothing we could do about it. It just kept on going. No, you just can't stop them. Going. Yeah. yeah. No, you can't stop them. You know, it's a big fish when you have to fire up your main motor because you're starting to run out of line on yeah. your reel, right? They go chase that sucker down. Yeah. That one ended up being uh, about a 32, 33 pounder. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's the cool thing is, you know, um, you know, we're getting into this time of year. Uh, it is the potential um, anywhere in the lower 48 anyway to catch the biggest fish of the season, the possibly the biggest fish of your life, of your fishing career, whatnot. That is coming up right now. Yeah, so there's, there's no, there's no question. Not to get excited about that. I, I you know, something's wrong with that. There's absolutely yeah, no so. question that that I, I'm pretty sure. So you know, in in Sitka, we never cracked thirty. We we got a we got a twenty seven. Dory got a twenty five. We ended up, you know, maybe a twenty seven was our absolute biggest. Puget Sound, I want to say opening day in area nine, we got a twenty two, right? Yeah. Um, right. and, and, and so, you know, and in Toledo Bay, I think we ended up with a, with a decent mm-hmm. fish earlier, earlier in July. Um, but you know, I, I'm, I'm really thinking this is going to be tie time down on the Columbia. Right? I don't believe yeah, you and I have. Well, I'm going to get Nelly. I'm going to give you a pro tip here. All um, right, let's have if it. If you take your scale, if you take your scales off your boat, 
Those fish are 30 pounds. One of my favorite lodge lines of all time was, well, there's no, there, there's no 29 pounders at this lodge. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen on that one. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, uh, <laughs> we're heading on down there. Excuse me. We're heading on down there uh, on, on, on Wednesday, and uh, Joey and I will be the shortest guys in the boat. And uh, so if, if we see you, dead, see you down there, I'm not, dude, we, we, we're fishing with the tall tree redwoods that day for sure. So, oh, um, well, yeah, we look forward to seeing you. Where, where do you stay jobs? Are you an Astoria guy? Are you a Chinook guy? Are you farther up from that? Where, where do you, uh, kind of... uh I, I'm, I'm farther up. I, gotcha. you know, I stay, uh, above the Longview bridge. Gotcha. Uh, that's where I'm licensed to do it. Gotcha. Uh, Mouth and and quite frankly, program. uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, we do that. Um, you know, and it's, it's the same fish you guys get. Sure. Just oh, absolutely. A couple of tides later. Yeah. And I'll have to deal with, with the, uh, madness of buoy 10. So, um, yeah, leave, you know, leave that to us. I have two or three hundred of my closest friends around me, but, you that's, know, hey, you get to know them pretty that's, well. That's, you that's, troll, troll past them 500 times a day, you get to know them. Well, so. and the nice thing is, when, when, when in the 30-foot Duckworth, with a 35-pound, you know, big plow anchor on the bow, we, we get, people do, people are polite, at least yeah. off our bow. Yeah. <laughs> He's Todd Daniels. I've seen your flight. Absolutely. For first, yeah, up close and personal. Go check out yep. talltalesguideservice.com. He is Todd Riverdog Daniels. Thank you for your time this morning. We'll see you down on the big creek, buddy. All right. Sounds good, boys. Thanks uh, a lot. All right, Later, man. buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. Coming up next, Ray Marine Picks of the Week for the very first Saturday in August, right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Ray Marine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Ray Marine, simply superior. Collision avoidance is something that should be on the mind of every single boater. Raymarine Marine Radar Systems helps you do that with a combination of open array and radar systems. And don't forget FLIR. FLIR can be a very, very important aspect to your dark conditioned running. Go check that out at more at raymarine.com. And, and uh, I'll tell you what, yeah, there's, there's a few times in August where uh, folks will refer to it as Foggust. And, and uh, like right now in Astoria, and it, it, you, can get, you can get this, this, these river fogs that, that roll in from the ocean. You know, you see it at Westport. You see it in a number of different places. We are running radar earlier this week on, on, on Monday. Yeah, I mean, I mean just, that, that Marine later pushed in, and, and yeah, it was a radar show. And, and, I, and you can't rely on just your AIS that, that's received on your, on your VHF radio and displays a little, a little icon because sometimes that stuff works. Sometimes the, the, the transmission is not you know turned on in, in the mm-hmm. ship. I mean, even though a lot of large vessels are required to run the autom- automatic identification system or AIS, they don't all do it. So, so radar is huge, and 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 you know we've we've said this before, but it's it's the same echolocation technology that that sonar is. It's just a different antenna. It's just a different frequency. And so when when we go out, Joey, and show somebody their electronics for the first time, you know, quite often I like to show them radar first because they have a visual reference then. Hey, look, here's that boat and here's what it looks like on your screen. But then you transfer over to sonar, you can't take the water away and show them the fish, mm-hmm. right? So, so it's, you know, and, and, and a lot of people fall down by not running their radar in times of clear visibility so they get an accurate and comfortable picture of what their home waters look like on radar. If the first time you use radar is when you really need it, you're asking for it. Yeah. If, if you put radar in your boat, run it. You should run it run every it. morning. Just sure. turn it on and run it 
And like you said, it, it, we do it. We still do it. You know, we turn it on and, and it's cool to be able to see, like, we can look way across. We're, we're running up the east side of Whidbey and way on the other side, you see a boat over there and we can be, okay, there he is right there. And there, yeah. you know, that's what it looks like on radar. Or there's a tug and barge. Okay. You can see, you know. So, it, all right. So here's a dirty fishing trick with radar too, is you, you can run just a, a, a radar screen, but you can also tran- <laughs> transpose this. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but uh, you can transpose it over on a chart plotter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, what you get on, what do you get on the chart plotter? You get depth lines. So mm-hmm. I can see the fleet of boats and I can see what depth line these guys are running at. Hey, listen, there's nobody way inside. Hey, listen, there's nobody out here. Right. And so, well, I mean, and you can do this before you got a visual idea where these boats are. And so it just gives you that much more time to formulate and employ a game plan before you get on the grounds. Right. And so, and, and we're talking about things constantly, right. And, and to have that, you know, to have, you know, a second opinion and kind of talk about this, talk about that. It just, it, it just adds up to, to the total picture of, of fishing efficiency, mm-hmm. right? Do not waste time. And so, and that's one thing that we actually did um, on, on, on Tuesday, the last, or excuse me, on Thursday, the last day of the Marine Area 9 season is we made, we, we made a move and we hooked a couple fish. And then we made a similar move that, Given the tide stage, I would not have made again, right? Because we ran, we we ran down tide on a changing tide, where mm-hmm. we should have ran yeah. up that tide. Yep. And and so it it's those kind of moves that take you out of the game. And so we didn't get a bite for like an hour after making that move, right? So it was it was a mistake, right? We you know, we made similar moves and, and and fishing aggressively. It's it's always our style, but you you should have a reason. For making that move, and the reasons are are where the boats are, you know, and and where the, what the tide is doing, right? And every time you make a mistake like that, uh, you know, th- things are changing so rapidly out there with tides and weather, and and the cloud cover burns off. Now it's sunny, and and there's just all these different things going on. When you make a move like that, and you make a mistake, you you know relatively yeah. quickly. It's just a good data point. You just kind of put it, it in the back of your you, mind you put it and you back go, okay, mind, well, sure. well, we, we, and we, we probably don't want to do that again. Right. And, and so we, we did so because we saw a bunch of birds, mm-hmm. right? But those birds were like sitting there going, looking at us going, what, you guys think there's bait here? No, dude, we're having we're a just cup, hanging out. We're having a cup of coffee. Yeah, right? I mean that's all we're doing. We're not working birds. We're just <laughs> we're just birds. We're hanging. out. This is a bird uh, cafe right here, right? We're we're like um we're like cat a cat, <laughs> yeah. and you roll a ball <laughs> of yarn by, and the, the cat just takes off after it. We're like birds. <laughs> we're gone. Yeah, yeah, but you know there there are birds, and and there are birds. Yeah, and unfortunately, so. that bunch of birds was the former rather than the latter. So, you know, it's just, it's part of the whole thing. And it's part of the endless fascination with fishing is, is, is working. You know, you read everything. I mean, you're reading the light level, you're reading the sky, you're reading the tides, you're reading the time of day, you're reading the boats. And, you're reading all the other boats. You're looking at where people are. You're looking at if there's nets flying, all that stuff, you're taking, taking it all in and then you're, you're setting up. It, we, we had a great season we in Puget Sound we did. and, and our plans were tight and they worked out for us. It was such a fun season, um, and July goes so fast. Oh, man, I can't believe how fast July goes, dude. I you know, one thing I, we have not we, done. We, we rung every second out of it, too. One dude. thing we have not done, Nelly, is we've, I don't think together, the two of us, we've put a 30-pounder on the boat. <sighs> you know, you're probably right. I, uh, I think we've got, we, we've got close. Close, we, we got close like to maybe 28, yeah. 
Yeah. Right around there. Yeah, we're due. We're due yep. for, and this is a big fish year, dude. Yeah. You know, for sure. I'm not um, complaining. I'll take it. 20, no. 20 pound Chinook. I'll, I'm happy with so, that all season. Yeah. And, and I want to say, you know, that one, you know, we got a, we got like a 25, 26 pounder last year, you know, at, you know, out, out by Townsend. And, uh, yeah. And that, I think we're still chasing that one too. But, uh, we got a really good one in 19, I think, with Jeff Lust. Yeah, we did. Yeah. That was a good that one. Was that a good was one. a push in 26, yeah, that was. 27 pounds. But, but just if, if you look at, what's happening right now out, outside a Westport, right? And it's important. So we're, we're not getting a clear picture of what's coming into Bowie 10 right now because it's closed. Um, the beach is closed right outside, outside of Waco, right? So, and I can't remember the name of it. Is it uh, the, the point just north down to, down to Falcon is it, you, you got to run basically out to the CR buoy and you can start fishing there. Now, can you find some Chinook out there? Yes. But if you run up the beach or you go out of Westport, <clears throat> you can, you can fish the beach. Mm-hmm. And so I'm paying more attention to what I'm seeing in Westport right now with regard to the average size of the Chinook and, 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 and the sizes. And, and we'll run, we'll run through all our, all the ocean catch stats in, in Les Schwab tires, Northwest Outdoor Report top, you know, in the second segment next hour. But uh, we're seeing really good numbers. All of all the ocean ports right now, actually, the push is fishing the best at about a fish and a half a rod. But uh, but there's just not a lot of folks, which is yeah, I don't understand is, that, dude. Well, it's just it's I guess it's a little bit harder to get to the Nia Bay, and and, every, and it's just it's the easiest to get to Westport from here from the population. And center. I think a lot of people just they make their plans and yeah. they they're like, well, it's Westport, they walk out. And Lapush kind of gets yeah. I I love Lapush, dude. It's cool, and and especially you know that 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 later season that 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 we we have this year. I don't know. We we may be hunting, you know, when that one turns around. But uh, you know, and and Nia Bay is not done yet either by any stretch. And no. and so and looking at our coastwide uh, salmon catch right now, we I mean, look the, good. The, yeah, the Holy Grail is always okay. We got to get to Labor Day weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And that's certainly what it's it, it's looking like. All the marine areas are going to remain open there, you know, and, and ostensibly on the back of a, a tremendous coho run because we've had a number of years where we couldn't access the Chinook because we ran the coho quota out in these particular areas, right? But you know, when when, you, when you're planning your your summer and and you, and you're and you're looking around to all these areas, you know, keep in mind that there, there's a lot of ocean ports right now that don't have forty seven hundred harvested chinook right and you know and we did it in area nine and that's why area nine is is so important to to fight for and 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 again i i have to remind you when wdfw first submitted their seasons they had no opportunity for us in area seven or area nine in july and that's a crime and that's not acceptable in any way shape or form and we got to keep our eyes on this right yeah because we very easily could have been locked out yeah. And not fish until August. And, yeah, and and so and, and so well, don't worry, you're gonna get a five thousand Chinook quota starting on August first. That's a fake opportunity. You're not catching them. You're not catching them. They are they're by Admiralty Inlet by Absolutely. The vast and, and we saw that and, and Absolutely. I mean, look, there's, there's still gonna be some decent there, there, is. there still would be some decent Chinook fishing if it was open up there. But listen, it's it's starting to slow, and yes. now now area ten is starting to right. produce exactly. way more, and those fish have moved, and right. we're seeing way more mature fish. These fish are maturing rapidly; they're, they're changing. They're, they're starting changing. to move. They're yeah. starting to move towards their home waters, and the change in these fish's behavior and their appearance and their level of maturity 
from the second week of July to the first week of August is profound. Yes. Remember that all these Salmonids are in their last three or four months of life, okay? And, and they change, and, and they don't feed as much or feed as actively. Metabolically, they're, they're slowing down, right? And, and they're starting to shunt a lot of their, a lot of their bodily, bodily lipids into reproductive structures, okay? So, you know, and now you, you compound this, particularly in, in, in Marine Area 10, with the prevalence of dogfish. So what, what does that say to you? Maybe a little less bait fishing. Well, I'm sorry, probably sorry a, Joey, I'm probably, sorry. Probably a lot less bait Probably fishing. a lot less, Even, yeah. you know, uh, the guys that are doing really well down there right now, it's a, it's a hoochie show. Sure. Um, and typically we like to put a little herring strip on our hoochie. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, don't do it. Yeah. Because you're going to catch doggies. <laughs> it, it's, there's a bunch of them. We even started catching them up in, in the northern part of Nine. And uh, there's sounds like there's going to be a bunch of them around. So, yeah, try to keep even the scent. Just keep it keep it as keep scent it clean free as you can. Keep, keep it, it clean. clean. Yeah, that, and, and you know, and that's why we we, we got we got a new and, shipment of Procure Procure handed lure cleaner, and, and we use it, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm I know Dory was up, like, "What's that? What is that stuff?" Am I constantly like, yeah, washing yeah. my hands? But you, th- here's right, a, true or false. You keep a jar of that in your shower. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about what I keep in the shower. <laughs> um, here's a here's a little tip. That Procure foaming pump yes. soap, Yes. when you catch a Chinook on your squid and it gets a bunch of Chinook slime or some Bloody, blood on it, yeah. pump a bunch of that stuff yeah, in your wash hand, it off. put that squid in there and just wash it off and get that scent off and that'll help you keep the doggies off because any little bit of scent on that stuff and those doggies are going to track and, you down. And there is arguably a fear pheromone component that, that salmon exude as well. If you end up putting a piece of gear down that has Chinook blood on it, that has a smell on it of Chinook. So yeah, I mean, if you know, make sure your offerings are clean, if nothing else, make sure they're clean. Right. And that's, that's why that, that broke your hand and lure soap. I think it's absolutely critical. It's, it's definitely part of our game plan. And I do have a pump jug in the shower. <laughs> so Rob Ensley, who has not been on the show in the last couple of weeks, he's going to kick off hour two. Uh, Les Schwab Tires Northwest Outdoor Port, the Wellcraft Duckworth Wheelhouse, none other than the franchise himself, Dory Monson, who caught his second Chinook in Puget Sound. Uh, he's going to jump on. Ro Robinson RV is really wearing a whole pile more. Stay tuned for a jam-packed checker block full hour two right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app.